Let's head over to Melbourne. What a weekend this is. I cannot wait to get over to an Australian Grand Prix. And it is a new look Australian Grand Prix, of course. For the first time in three years, we're back at Albert Park. We got to the starting line in 2020, but we know what happened there with COVID-19. And it's great to have Tim Hodges on the line. He follows all things motorsport. It's always great to chat to him on the Sports Daily. Tim, good morning to you. Hey, Tim. Hey, Digby. Yeah, it's, um, it feels like it's big event sport is back in Melbourne this week. Uh, the, the crowd, the ticket sales are truly phenomenal for this weekend's Grand Prix. Uh, I work at Fox Footy, which is just um, uh, over the road from the Grand Prix track. So to see the build over the last uh, uh, probably two months now, it's bigger than it's ever been. Um, and I think everyone's just really looking forward to, to big time sport back in, in town. So it's fair to say the city is buzzing then, Tim? Yeah, I think it will It will certainly build. I will say it's a, it's an it's an odd one from the AFL. Like the, the, the town will be bursting this week. You know, they've already sold out Saturday, already sold out Sunday. Friday's heading for over 100,000 people. I just reckon they've missed not having a big game at the MCG on Thursday and Friday. Instead, we're, we're starting round four in Adelaide and then Friday night's in Geelong, which um, that doesn't really make any sense to me. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it will be awesome to just to, to have big crowds back and to have Formula One, like a you know global sport that Formula One is, is going about as big as any any sport on earth right now. Uh, with the popularity um, through the Netflix series Drive to Survive, with the uh, insane competitiveness of the 2021 season, the ridiculous, you know, you couldn't write the script of how that season finished last year. And and already this year, you know, two races, two different winners. Ferrari has won a race, which, you know, they're sort of the Yankees of uh, Formula One when they're up and about the sports thriving. So... Yeah, a lot to be looking forward to. And just before we touch on this weekend, and you talked about Drive to Survive, Netflix and the popularity over there, particularly in the States, and we see that Las Vegas has been added to the roster for next year. It's amazing the popularity of the sport right now globally, uh, but in particular in America. Uh, it's actually insane, really, what, what they're doing. Uh, three weeks ago, guys, they, they, they put the, the ticket sales on, on sale for this year's Texas Grand Prix um, in Austin. It sold out, 400,000 tickets sold out inside 24 hours. But the, the popularity of the sport, which is pretty much purely down to Netflix is enormous in America, and this Formula One series goes gangbusters there. So the Austin race has been there for quite a while now. At the end of this year, they're debuting a new race in Miami, a street race around the football stadium, which will be amazing. And, and it's, um, it's in a car park, basically, so they can do whatever they want. They're building little man-made beaches and swimming pools around the racetrack. So it will be awesome. And then the news last week that, that they're having a new race in America, a third race next year um, in, in Las Vegas, um, which is just, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have been there, but to... Just the thought that they're going to shut down the strip to build the racetrack, then have the race weekend there on Saturday night, uh, it will be insane. So, yeah, Formula One doing so many great things around the globe, but in America, it is um, it is going gangbusters how popular that sport is. So, so far this season, as you mentioned, two different winners with Charles Leclerc and also Max Verstappen. How have you seen things unfold in both Bahrain and Saudi Arabia? Yeah, well, I've learned in Formula One, in pre-season testing, you don't take any notice of it because quite often teams sandbag. And, and Michael Schumacher used to be the greatest at that. He, he would always post a, a dreadful lap time in, in pre-season testing. It would just basically one turn, he'd turn, you know, he'd basically just slow down or go wide and then say, oh, well, I'm, we're miles off the pace. People talk about bad things about Ferrari and then they go and smoke the opposition at the opening round, which was normally at Albert Park. That happened to Mercedes this year, and Lewis Hamilton was whinging and whining, which he always does. 
And I, I just thought, oh, he's sandbagging. But they are a little bit off the pace, Mercedes, which I think is awesome for, for the rest of the sport. The fact that the best team of the last decade is chasing their tail to try and catch up to Ferrari, which have certainly taken a step forward. And they've been helped by the brand new cars, which has tried to make the sport more competitive. And I think it's working. So Ferrari and Red Bull, picking up from where Max Verstappen left last year, winning the world title in the most dramatic circumstances. So I think it's it's a great time for Formula One. Um, it's as competitive as it's ever been, certainly in my lifetime, that this weekend, I think Ferrari should be the favourites with the form they've showed so far this year. Red Bull will be right at them. I think Mercedes in the couple of weeks since their last race at Saudi Arabia will have improved and they'll be right there again. So I think it's going to be a real dogfight between the three big teams, um, and then you've got the, the scope for more teams to be... Um, the middle pack is what they wanted with these news cars to be pushing for podiums and top fives, and if they're pushing enough for podiums, they can be contending for wins as well. So the likes of Haas has been the real surprise packet this year. Uh, you've got the Alpine team, and then Daniel Ricciardo's McLaren team should be better than they've been. I think they just went the wrong way in, in the, the build of these cars, so they're chasing their tail to try and get better. So... Yeah, I, I think it's it's set up for a really competitive race weekend this weekend. Melbourne, which they've made some changes to the track to try and make the racing better. I think Albert Park always puts on a great event. Sometimes the race hasn't been always terrific. And I think they, they've tried to work on that in the gap that they've had since the last event was here. So I think the ingredients are set up for what should be a race on Sunday afternoon. The obvious question then, Daniel Ricciardo. So if we know that he's been there, thereabouts in his own Grand Prix previously. Can you see him playing a part this weekend? Uh, honestly, the, I think the short answer is no, yeah. um, which is a real kick in the pills for him. And for all of us, you know, for, we all want Daniel to go well. He's a race winner from last year. McLaren's one of the most famous teams in the sports history. They should be... Um, they should be up and contending with Ferrari and Mercedes and Red Bull. And unfortunately, they've had a howl of building this car. They were slow in pre-season testing. They were slow in round one. And then they were unreliable in round two. And Daniel didn't finish the Saudi Arabia race. You only had to look at the mood on the drivers and the, and the team in particular. I reckon you take your cues from them. But they knew they've gone the wrong direction with this car. And, you know, being on the road for such a long way to start the season with, with testing in Bahrain, round one in Bahrain, then they leapfrog to Saudi Arabia the next week and then two-week gap until Melbourne, they just don't have enough time to go back to base and to fix these cars and to make them better. Having said that, though, I just think it's going to be a difficult weekend for, for Daniel and for his teammate Lando Norris. And this, this is not on them, this is on the team. that They've put their hand up and said we've gone the wrong way with these cars and we have to, um, we almost have to go back to base, try and spend a month working on them to try and get them better for May when the Europe swing happens for, for the season. So, um, you know, if he is, I just think it's going to be a tough weekend, you know, practice qualifying, you know, and if he can finish in the points on Sunday, I think that would be, it would be a great result for him, which, you know, that's, that's unfortunate because he he's at a team that should be contending. He's He needs a good, competitive, reliable car to, to let him have a swing at winning races, which he was able to do last year at Monza. Um, but I don't think it's going to be happening this weekend, which I, I think is a huge shame. Who wins, Tim? I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Ferraris, which I think is, you know, can you, it's mega in this town with, and you know, Ligon Street will be, it's already buzzing in Formula One in Grand Prix week. Um, but after 
such a long wait to have Grand Prix racing back. You know, the crowds are going to be simply enormous. Um, I think Ferrari is the, the, the team to catch this weekend, Charles, uh, this, so far this season, and I think Charles Leclerc will be the one to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on pole position, and I think he's a huge chance to be, to be winning on Sunday. But I hope it's just a great race. So I hope that you've got, on Sunday afternoon with 10 laps to go, Ferrari and Red Bull duking it out like they did in Saudi Arabia, which was a fantastic tussle between Leclerc and Verstappen. If we can get that at Albert Park, that will be um, that will be as good as it gets for the sport in Australia um, for, for the return since, you know, the first time since 2019. And one more before we do let you go, Tim. The supercars are on there this weekend as well at Albert Park. Can anyone stop Shane Van Gisbergen after a terrific weekend in Tasmania? Yeah, he's been ridiculously dominant. And, and that team is so dominant, that Tasmanian circuit at Simmons Plains in Launceston. It's a different kettle of fish this weekend for, for supercars that this track um, opens it up to a, a number of other teams. So I, he certainly won't have it um, that easy as he did in round two. Um, so it's round three of the, the supercar championship this weekend. Um, they're the main support card to, to the Formula One field. Um, it's great for supercars to be playing in front of such an enormous crowd, you know, over 400,000 people that they're, they're, they're predicting over the four days and V8s are on track all four days. I think it'll be really mixed up. I think you'll see a number of um, different teams up on the podium, and I think that's good for the sport. Um, someone like Tickford that, that have been nowhere in round one and round two this year, they always go well at Albert Park. So, so look for the Ford of Cam Waters to, to be really strong. But I think as well, Shane Van Gisbergen is, is obviously every time the cars go out on track, he is he is the man to catch. And if you're in front of him, you're a good chance to be winning the race. Tim, thank you very much for your time this morning. We do appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again soon. Enjoy the weekend. No worries. Thanks, boys.